everyone. Hello, New Haven. This is Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. And it is our last show of the year. I can't believe we made it. I'm in denial about being close to the end of the year. It doesn't, it looks kind of more like March, mm. April outside because of, you know, climate catastrophe, but we're not going to talk about that today. You can catch me off air if you want to talk about that. Um, today I am here. I'm Lucy Gelman. I don't know if I said that part. If you don't know that, now you know. I'm here today with Babs Rawls, the fabulous Babs Rawls Ivy, who you may know from Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP, who you may know from just events around town because Babs, you are everywhere. I, It's like a... Actually, you and KP are kind of neck and neck. Oh, no, I, I, think, I think she has me beat. No, no, no. I, but together, me. you have been everywhere and you hit, like, you have covered all 18.7 square miles of this city. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the annex, but no one needs to go there anyway. Um, and so, and my other fabulous guest is Karen Ponzio, arts writer for the New Haven Independent. Welcome to both of you. I'm so excited to have you here on our end of year arts show so this year what I, I feel like we've been saying this for the last three years because I don't you know what is time right and we are in the third <laughs> year of this pandemic it is still with us right we're living with it now yep. so we're living with it differently so what mm -hmm. like what's what's good what you know what have you been experiencing this year in the arts what have you seen we're gonna we're gonna start happy um and uh, so what have you seen, you know, coming back? Because oh, I know gosh. that I've, I've seen some things coming back and sometimes I'm overwhelmed by how much there is. And I have to remember that that is actually a sign of living in a place with like a lot of vitality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just jump in. We're not going to do hand raising or any of that. <laughs> I, I, I've seen a lot of good stuff. I mean, I, I, I saw um, the, the Jelly's Last Jam at Long Wharf Theater, which was a which was a which was the coolest baddest play read ever done. I've never seen a play read that felt like a real full on production. Yes, shout out Longworth. Well, um, we'll talk about them too because they're in all sorts of transition. Okay, so Jelly's right. Last Jam, and and Jelly's Last Jam leading up to it at the at the Stetson. Yes, that's the, that's the recent, but that all of arts and ideas I thought mm. last summer was just wonderful. I went to just about everything and uh, I thought that was just a wonderful uh parade of interesting musical performances and and who doesn't love a drag show right like oh, yes. <laughs> so I mean it was it was a lot it was a lot of it was a lot of things at cafe nine uh things that three you know three sheets just brought jazz back mm -hmm. um I mean I've yeah. seen a lot of interesting cool stuff all over the place um, that I absolutely love. I've I went to a lot more galleries this year than I than I normally would, you know. Yeah, I normally Haven, would, but just more. New Haven, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this. I'm a big champion of the city and I know that both of you are too. New Haven like punches way above its cultural weight. You know, if if you said to someone <laughs> I like that. Is, <laughs> yeah. If you said to someone you've got a, a city in America, it's eighteen point seven square miles. Um, and 135,000 people live here, someone would be like, okay, well, you probably got like one gallery. Maybe you got one like struggling venue and we're, we're amazing, right? We're amazing. And so, so KP, um, you, you have also been 
everywhere. You bounced back from surgery. I was like, oh my God. Well, I, well, so, so yes. Yeah, so I do want to say that this year I, I sat, typically I, I type up everything I've done. I keep more, more of a close track of where I've been and what I've written about, or if I've just attended without writing about it, or if I performed that type of thing. And last night I sat down and I didn't think I did a lot between, between COVID still, you know, the beginning of the year got started off slow. There weren't as many shows still. Um, and then having surgery and I really kind of stopped going to shows from June till about October um, cause I had surgery in July and I'm like, you know what? I still did a lot. I was still like, I was still like, wow, I really did more than, more than I thought I did. Um, yeah. As someone yeah. who reads you, I can attest to the fact that you covered about 90,000 things this year. <laughs> I talked to a lot of people. What I will say is I spoke to a lot of artists. So two things that were, it's not that that was new for me, but I spoke, I did more <laughs> interviews and profiles this year than I typically do. So I spoke to a lot of artists, which I love to do and which, you know, thank you to them for, you know, meeting me and meeting me in the middle when I was, you know, still, uh, you know, still homebound or, you know, with my cane, that type of thing. Um, but, you know, we know so many lovely people. It's just like, you know, I really am always, I'm really always just so pleased by that about how the community comes together for, for one another and supporting one another. So, but I, but I, I want to, I want to kind of, because Babs brought up um, arts and ideas. So arts and ideas was right before my surgery, but I ended up not doing this, the, going to the music events, but I did a couple of um, food events. Ah. I did the tour Fairhaven. I did the sanctuary kitchen one at Rawa. I got to tell you, and I want, and I also just went to the Tibetan kitchen this past week. I saw that. I saw that piece. I don't even so know where good. it is. It's, it's so right next place. to Rudy's. It's right next to Rudy's on Chapel Street, like right next to Rudy's. Oh. There's not a lot of seats there, but my God, the food. And I know they've been in, they were in Middletown before, so people are familiar with them. But basically what I want to say is the food events at Arts and Ideas, this is like, I, I've not, my, this is not my first year covering them, are incredible and also lends to the fact that in this space, small space, the opportunity for exploring food and cuisine is just ridiculous. There is yeah. so, there are so many places. People say to me all the time, they're like, are you just go out to eat every week? I'm like, yes, of course yes. I do because I don't travel. I don't, we really don't travel, but I'll be at a restaurant every week, twice a week, three times if I, if I can do it. But there, we just, there's so much. I, and, and then you also have the opportunity, which I've reported on before and, and this year as well, of going somewhere and listening to jazz and eating. You know, going to a restaurant, going to a bar, you know, someplace and having some food and drinks and listening to music. I mean, J Nick DiMaria with the, with the jazz underground, at, you know, different places. Um, yes, the, uh, I mean, he's Blue growing radio. Yeah, Blue Plate Radio, they do, um, you know, they have the a Harvest and South Bay. There's, you can go to the Owl Shop has had for years. I mean, we're just so, but but yeah, I, I had, to, had to say something about the food because. Yeah, <laughs> I well, and, and I love, Karen, that you like, when, when someone is reading one of your articles, you're like, you're all about the food and you are like everyone's favorite. Gotcha. Okay, I'm, I'm saying this with like a lot of love, right? You're like everyone's favorite Italian mom, um, or my my favorite. I hope my mother, who is part Italian, is not Mama listening came. to this. 
Mama KP. And and so and I've I have talked to people. People have been like, oh my God, did you read Karen Ponzio's article <laughs> about the Grand Avenue food tour? I think she was just having so much fun because you talk about the food. Like I get hungry reading your articles. There was um some jazz article at a I want to say a steakhouse. I don't even eat meat. Oh, Jack's Steakhouse. And I yeah, loved your article. Muscle. I was like, oh, <laughs> if anything is going to get me off vegetarianism, it is this article. Um, it, yeah. Um, Listen, and, if and, I can write about the food, I'm writing about that food. You know what I mean? Like when I went to the thing at the Schubert, the the uh, the Elm City's finest, yes. which was fantastic. Babs was hosting. The, Thank the, you. That that show was incredible. Babs. Uh, that was one of that was my second oh, favorite thing this year because I just best, loved it. And I've never been to the Schubert to report. I've obviously been to the Schubert before, and my husband came with me. And then afterwards, they had all this food to try downstairs and i'm like i'm writing about this food it was incredible it was just i was like and joey's like this is your job i'm like i know right it's like so <laughs> it, it is, i will say it is still work um, it is absolutely just so work. people know because people say and kp you and i have talked about this and babs maybe you and i have talked about it. people say oh you must just have the most fun job in the world and i do i love being an arts reporter it is in new haven it is it is the best city, the best job in the best city in the world to to do this work, mm -hmm. and it is still work. Um, yes, it, so, yes, it's still work. It's absolutely so, work. So it's I love, never... I love KP that you brought up the Schubert, and I I, I also want to ask about changes. So change is inevitable. Um, I think there is a question of, about whether we're seeing more change because of this like weird three year period that we have been in that has in many ways shifted the arts um and brian slattery who is the arts editor at the new haven independent who couldn't join us today but um hi brian if you're if you're out there listening we love you very much um you know has has talked about how the pandemic has been really hard in a lot of ways for individual musicians and individual venues so those things have changed also, Karen, you you brought up the Schubert. So we've seen leadership transitions in the last three, four years in New Haven. And I love that you brought up the theater because Anthony McDonald, who's the executive director over at the Schubert, he's doing the work, right? That if you had asked me um, two and a half years ago, if I thought that the Schubert would be at the top of my list of venues doing programming that really reflected New Haven, I would have thought you were pulling my leg. Yeah. Um, and and this year, I, not just Elm City's Finest, a soldier's play was, was it last week, two oh. weeks ago? I don't oh, know what time week? is. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I know but, you um, did that. It, 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 was, it was amazing. I mean, it, it was really amazing. And um, so I, I would love to hear from both of you about changes that you've seen in the art scene that you're really jazzed about and and we can also talk about changes you're not so happy about but <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm happy about the i mean you know uh, full, full to transparency uh, i serve on the board of long wharf theater and i chair the arts council uh, uh new haven board so i'm i'm hella biased but that's fine um uh rightly so i i'm happy for the changes let me tell you the what the pandemic did was put us at an intersection of racial reckoning Art, artists in the gigging community and what that looks like. Cause I don't think people really had a, a real understanding of what the gigging community was. I mean, I, I didn't fully know. I didn't realize so many people were making their livings living through the gigging community. 
you know, through the art of getting gigs to support themselves. I had no real awareness of that. Um, and so, so we, so we found ourselves at the intersection of, um, uh, racial reckoning around artistry and art, but the artists brought racial reckoning to the stage. We've always had a racial problem, but artists brought racial reckoning to the stage. And then you put on top of that, a gigging community where artists of every color was feeling the, 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 the desperation of the pandemic. So change was inevitable and inevitable. Um, theaters across this country are having com these very conversations about how do we how do we plan for a changing audience? How do we plan for an aging audience? How do we plan for equity and inclusion in audiences? So everybody's having this conversation at educational spaces, um, 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 theatrical spaces, all these spaces. So we have no choice but to sort of um, ride the waves of, of change. And you know, New Haven is good at that, right? Like we were once the model city. Now we're like some other kind of city and the greatest smallest city in America. And I mean, so we we <laughs> understand something about change in this town. And I say this all the time. I said, you know, if one person has an idea in the town, there's like a hundred other people who will support it, right? Like that's just how it is. So when change came, um, there was there was a great deal of support. There was a great deal of support for Longworth Theater moving toward this itinerant model. I mean, we had no choice to do that, right? Uh, it was time to do that. Fifty something years in the same space, um, in a space that we could no longer put more money into. Um, and people are like, "Oh well, the community should have been a part of it. the community was a part of it. We have a whole board, a whole board that represents the community, and it's not just a it's a it's a very inclusive representative board." So, uh, and then we started having these conversations, which I loved, <clears throat> and it got and it made me think about how people in this town care so deeply about their institutions, their iconic institutions uh, that they that they love um, so much. Uh, but, you know, we just went back to our roots. But there's change everywhere. I mean, look at the, the library, how they added that whole interactive component. That wasn't there when I was a kid. No one was thinking, go to the library and learn some new skills and create some stuff. So we, we've seen change, right? We see it, we embrace it. Sometimes we have to be dragged to it. Um, but I think this city is built for that kind of uh, change. You know, we meet it head on, whether we like it or not. So the arts world just amplified that, I think. Yeah, and and I'm also curious, you know, I'm not gonna call anyone out, maybe on a show in 2023, we'll, we'll save that for, <laughs> someone said to me the other day, you, you gotta ask yourself, is this a December problem or is this a January problem? Yes. Oh. And I'm really, I'm enjoying that question. I'm savoring that. I, I like that too. I'm going to use mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll save the shade throwing for January, 2023, just come in strong. <laughs> so, but, but I will say Babs, you know, you brought up this racial reckoning and in some ways, yes, that's been going on in the U S for 403 years. And in some ways, yes, it, it really came to the forefront in, uh, I would say like June through August, 2020. And then beyond that in a, in a very public way. And I'm interested in asking you because there was a lot of posturing from, again, not gonna use names, from some organizations and some artists in our city. Um, and then there was social change from some of them. And I, 
you know, I, I want to talk about the symphony. I want to talk about Joelle Thompson's work because it's, it is really. That was uh, my third favorite thing. Virtuosic and revelatory. <laughs> That's my first and, favorite, favorite and, thing. And so I want to say, you know, what, what were you seeing that, that did actually do the work? Because I think there were a lot of institutions that said, we care about Black Lives Matter. And then it was sort of like, okay, well, show me the books. And the boards didn't change. And the way that artists were being paid didn't change. And the, you know, even exhibitions at, at certain spaces or galleries didn't change. And then at other places, they really put their money where their mouth was. And, and for arts organizations, it is about paying artists. It is about what kind of programming you have. And, and so for both of you, you know, what were some things where you were seeing them and thinking, this is really exciting because uh, there really is a conversation going on. And KP, oh, I... as you know, that conversation doesn't have to be in words, right? It can be in music. It can be through yeah. dance. That is about social yeah. change. Yeah, um, yeah, and I and I think um, I think this is another one of those things when when Babs is talking about change. You know, I what I I was actually just having a conversation with Brian about this, like just having a conversation with Brian about this, and it's kind of like one of those things. Like some people look at change as, as people who change as like flakes. You know, if you don't do the same thing all the time, you're a flake. And it's, and, I'm, and I'm like, I, I it, it kind of bothers me. You know, I'm somebody who changed, you know, changed completely what they did, like midlife. Like I totally did a 180 from what, what I was doing before. And but I think that COVID, COVID made us have to confront that change is going to happen whether we like it or not. Yeah. You know, and, and then you and then you decide what you want to do with that. So you did see these venues that you were like, we still want, you know, we still want to keep going. We want to still be here. And they changed how they provided entertainment. Now, and, and you know, some like the best example of that is best video with their patio. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? And best video had and now and they've also had a change this year with um with the executive director change there too. They, but they just keep going. They just keep adding in. There's films, there's a lounge night, there's book discussions, there's, you know, I was there for Lost Tribe a couple of weeks ago and, and Jocelyn's, you know, they're working on a, a film speaking with um, musicians in Hartford and she's trying, you know, she, and she's talking about how like, this is that, you know, I'm talking about the neighborhood I grew up in, the city I grew up in, but this, these conversations we can have these conversations everywhere, you know. And who so thought who, who thought Hamden would be such a cultural hub just because Man of best video? <laughs> oh my God, Mandingo ambassadors who were there last week. I mean, you have there you have like a, a, this world class musician who lives in town and you know kind of walk you know comes down there and plays guitar you know a couple you know a couple of shows a year and it's like and I don't know if you've ever been to that but you're like. It's like it's literally. I've not, not made my way to uh, best video yet. It's, it's We're gonna on take my a list. Trip. We're gonna it's take on a trip. Yes. It's literally trip uh, Whitney Avenue. Music. Yeah, Mandy yeah. Ambassadors. Like it's re. And, but again, and, and, but then in one night there's punk, and one night there's you know uh, rock and roll, and another time there's bluegrass. It's just it the variety that they bring there. And, you know, Cafe Nine's very good at that. Cafe Nine is always, you know, shout out to Paul for just coming back. You know, they were the place that had music every night. Yeah. And then with COVID, they didn't. And, and now they, they do. do. And now they do again. And, they're, you know, and you have, you know, they had the trans, 
music festival um, a month ago, and yeah. they, they're just—they didn't just come back and do the same thing. They came back to give everybody music, but now, because you know, you have to—we're talking about New Haven, but you have to also bring in the fact that a lot of touring musicians, not just local musicians, they're having a really tough time. They've yeah. had to cut their tours short or cancel their tours because of COVID, because of not of costs. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how much you guys have read about or know about a lot of these venues, not New Haven, but a lot of these venues nationally are now taking a percentage of um, a cut of the merch that bands sell, which is like unbelievable. But so they're not, you know, you talk about, Babs was talking about gigging musicians and people who make money doing that so now you're talking about maybe these now na you know, these national acts can't come in anymore maybe these touring acts that used to always come through new haven and stop at cafe nine just aren't able to do that and what do you have instead well then we let's let's find new acts let's see who else is doing some stuff there's some new um caitlin and mike who both worked at um cafe nine or now both have like a elm city underground is is hannah and and uh, Mike and um, Soulflower Psychedelia is Caitlin. So they're, pro they're producing their own shows. Let's get some more local people in here. Let's get some bands in who were not even of age when COVID began. <laughs> and now they're 21, 22, and they have a band, and they want to play their music. It's like, yes, I want to see these young. That's what I want to see. I want to see opportunities for these young people as well yeah. as people who have been around and yeah. i think that's an important thing to see because there's still we can't we can you know we can shine it up and dress it up all we want but COVID is still out there and people are still being affected by it um financially physically mentally every which way so anyway i think that any change that brings brings new people into it or brings people who've always been into it um, in a new way is important. And that's everybody. Yeah. That's everybody. Everybody. No, yeah. no, every level. You never been on, on a stage before? Get on the stage. You've been on the stage. You've been on world stages? Come down to, come down to New, New Haven. We'll buy you a beer. We got you. So, yeah, I think that's the thing we have to, because we all still want this. I do. Yeah. I know the two of you do. We all still want this. So we have, how do we keep it going? I, yes. Yeah. I think that's true. And, and I think, um, you know, I have long loved the idea and some, some places do this, but like a sliding scale price also. Um, so if you're going to a venue like cafe nine, you can probably afford the tickets, but there are certain places where I know, you know, I've, I've talked for instance, to high schoolers who like can't afford, a ticket to the Schubert Theater. And luckily, Anthony McDonald is great. Like Anthony McDonald, and also shout out Kelly Wizardo, who is the director of educational development um, over at, and Kelly, I'm sorry, I probably just got your title wrong, but she's great over at the Schubert because generally if there's a high school student who wants to get into the show, she just gets them into the show. So, but um, I've, I've long loved the idea of a sliding scale. So like, if you are some muckety muck in New Haven and you make $350,000 a year, I'm cool with you paying $85 to a show or $105 to a show so that you're subsidizing um, both the cost of someone else going and you're supporting an artist. Mm -hmm. So um, 
that was un, sort of unrelated, but I also, okay. So I want to ask both of you about some of your favorite things this year, which we've sort of already uh, started to go into. But first, I want to remind people, if they're just joining us, this is Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. I am Lucy Gelman, editor of the Arts Paper, and I am here with the fabulous Babs Rawls-Ivy, host of Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH, MC at large at uh, just about every event in New Haven. Is that fair, Babs, I think? Um, board it sounds member- like it board member extraordinaire at uh, many places, including the Arts Council of Greater New Haven, where I work, and Karen Ponzio, or Mama KP, as you may know her, (laughs) who is a fantastic arts reporter at the New Haven Independent. And like a cook, I don't know, KP, sometimes I see like things you make pop up and I think like, oh, (laughs) like there's something with Fruit Loops, maybe? Oh, my Fruity Pebble treats. Yeah, And my Rice Whiskey treats. Yeah. Amazing. Which I used to bring to jazz, jazz wear. Yes. 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 Which I hope comes back. I, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I, I hope really, it comes back we, too. Can we bring back jazz wear? Because I, really, <laughs> I really, really miss it. So I, I want to ask both both of you, um, you just brought up the fact that yes, COVID's still with us. And um, I don't know if people have seen this, but if you are out there and you're worried about COVID, or even if you're not one, please, please, please get vaccinated and get your booster if you haven't already, but also you can order tests from the government again for oh, free. Right. Go do it on on the Googles. So for both of you, what are some of the most exciting performances? And I don't care if they happened on a big stage. I don't care if there were hundreds uh, of people in the audience. What were some of the performances that just moved you this year? Oh gosh, it was so many. Yeah. I think I love seeing those young people on stage at the Schubert for the um, that was- Finest. That was great. I think hands down that was the coolest thing to have these these young people play on this world class stage and 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 have them professionally play right like it wasn't like a talent a talent show it was performance and they showed up with their a game so I high five to Anthony and um, Azaria for pulling that off and it's only going to grow because now everybody wants to do it right the word of mouth was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully they'll do it again. And I know they'll do it again because it was just a it was just a wonderful uh, opportunity. I think uh, I think, again, Jelly's Last Jam moved me so much um, at the at the Long Wharf Theater, the play mm-hmm. read. That was that was just incredible. Um, and lots of good music that I saw. I saw um, Zawelecki uh, at Cafe Nye. And, you know, Tuesday. And, you know, he's our kid, right? Like. We've watched him grow up through ECA and and the, and and to see him like be a grown man commanding a band. I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, it was just, it was just, it was, I, I love the kids at uh, Music Haven. I love when I see those children and they are Aww. so serious and diligent about their, their artistry. I mean, they are serious. <laughs> so I, I, I love that. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Oh God, it was so many things that I just loved uh, that that just moved me so much. I don't know, Karen, what else? Because Karen will remind me of good stuff. I agree with the Schubert show. Not just because it was my first time there reporting. I just loved that show. I loved, I loved Babs, you know, segueing from one person to the other. There was, there was poetry, there was rock and roll, there was hip hop, there was smooth, there was dancing. It was just, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then the food after and the drink was lovely. 
Um, I really felt like that was such a new haven. I mean, it was meant to be a new, a, a new haven in capital letters event. You know what I mean? And it, and uh-huh. it, it really, and they really did that. Um, I mentioned Mandango Ambassadors. Um, I saw them in March at uh, Best Video. They were just there again a couple of weeks ago. And Jocelyn from uh, Pleasant from the Lost Tribe uh, and other um, um, performances too will, uh, plays with them. Uh, but that was just jaw, like to me, jaw dropping. You know, Brian had said you need to, you know, you need to see this, and I and I knew I did, and I went, and I was like, and that's when I was still kind of uncomfortable, but I sat there just like. You know, like this is, and I highly, highly recommend, you know, there's just this um, mesmerizing guitar. Um, uh, Kalita and Super Yamba at Cafe Nine was like that as well. Like this real, this, this world music, um, these guitar players that are just mesmerizing to me. Like you, it looks like what they're doing is being, is like, it looks like it's um, effortless but you know it's the most intricate guitar in music you will ever hear. Yes. Um, also, I mentioned the Lost Tribe show that I was at a couple weeks ago, another one at Best Video. Um, I would love, also, um, Chesky, I, I reported on a Chesky show at uh, State House. Um, I will say that Chesky, just again, every single time he plays, I don't care where it is. I mean, State House is a bigger venue. He has, you know, a little more room there and stuff, but he always gets right into the crowd. It was the first time hearing his album, the music, that music that had come out um, the end of 2021. And just, I, I think, and I think Paul even put it like, Chesky makes reporter cry. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. Like for a moment, I was like, oh my God. Then I was like, no, that's legitimate. I cry. And I will put that in my articles. I cried at, uh, I cried at the, um, the show I went to, the last show I went to as well. I just, um, at Strange Ways. Oh, uh, which is another one I will mention. I've not been in that this- space. I haven't been in that space. It's so yeah. good. It's so, so they good. had a show this weekend. Um, no, excuse me, not this weekend. I, I apologize. I'm today's Friday. How it dare was Monday, you, Karen? It was Monday night. I know. What day is it? I have no idea. Um, what is Monday time? night? They did a show on a Monday night, and there are two. There were two acts there. Well, the acts there I, I knew um, from Fake Four through. Um, Chesky and touring so was Miles Bolin and Chris Condi and Folk Punk Dad and Blue Raspberry, which is Raspberry, which is um, folk, folk Punk Dad and his wife. And um, what a, it was the second show there. So talk about change. So here's this little place that was in wonderful little place in Westville that everybody loved that moved to this other space right in the heart of downtown. And now they're doing pop-ups and they're doing, you can go get your patches put on. And now they're going to have music too. And it's an accepting, welcoming, friendly space to all. Yeah. Shout out, Al. I mean, really shout out a lot of independent business owners. I'm so proud of, that's one thing that makes me very proud of New Haven. We have all of these amazing small businesses and you really don't, I mean, whatever, capitalism is a disease. I get that. That's for a show in January, 2023. However... (laughs) I will say, like, I have done all of my Christmas shopping within the city of New Haven this year. Oh, it's... Or Chris, Chrismica. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, and uh, it, like, you don't, well, no, there was something at Concorp. So that was technically in Hamden, but whatever. It was right over the border. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, the the small businesses in New Haven are incredible. And Alex DeCoulis, who's over at Strange Ways, really runs like a beautiful shop. It's incredibly inclusive. It's a space that he opens up to. I mean, my experience has been that if people come to him and they say, we need a, a safe space for trans folk, he says, great, this is this is the space for you. If someone comes to him and says like, I want to have a poetry night about how like I'm pissed off about the fall of Roe v. Wade. He's like, cool, this is a space for you. And then it's also a really cool store. So um, if you're still looking for your candles or your socks or well, they rad, so much rad pins yeah. and patches um, or and soap on that, note, that smells like coffee. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, Lucy, I want to also mention volume two. Yes. So yes. volume two, ha talk about a place that changed, um, but yet they kept the spirit of what it was. So it looks different. They've got a, a very a regular schedule now that they didn't have before. There's there's certain people in there every night, but now you know they have Brian Brian Robinson's doing an open mic poetry night there. The music they they have people coming in from everywhere. They have local acts that are local um, musicians that are doing. Um, these nights, these very like specific nights of, um, of activities and music, they have movie nights, they have games, they have, they're doing so many different things there. Um, I, I've, I, I don't want to talk too much because I participated, the stuff I've been there for this year is stuff I've actually participated in as an artist. So I can't say, oh, my favorite show is, you know, the one I was in. Um, but, but we did. You can say that. But we did do you a Finnegan's. Anything you but want. we did a Finnegan's Wake show there that I was thrilled to be a part of. That, that I'm thrilled that we got to do. Um, the four of us that had done this Finnegan's Wake project, um, uh, me and Liz Galorn and Connor and Adam, Adam Matlock, Connor Pearl, we had all done mm -hmm. this this project a few years ago, and so I think it was, had been five years. I'm like, let's do a show. And we did that. And but that's the kind of place that is too. Like volume two, it's like I don't know. Where's volume two? Volume two is the is never ending books. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's oh, a re I know it. I used to hang out there. Oh yeah, yes. it's to reimagine. They have oh. so much there. I mean, they have, you know, they have improviser, jazz, um, again, poetry, readings, movies, games. They have, you just go there. They have a night where you just go and work on art projects together. All the things. And, and, and I will, so many things. And they also, once a, once a month, I think, including this Saturday, um, they have Maya's Music Room, which is this really beautiful space for, it's a trans affinity space yes. in honor of Maya Leonardo, who passed last year. Um, Yes, and that is this week. Yeah, it was just this young and incredibly talented musician who we miss a lot. Um, no, okay. Well, y'all know where I hang out these days. If I'm not at Bloom, I'm at Possible Futures Bookstore. I love Bloom because it's another space where all things imagined goes on there. I've gone there for uh, cigar and bourbon parties. I hosted a party there. <laughs> for black women to sit outside and have dinner together. Uh, I've gone there for uh, various activities, for talks, for um, presentation, for all kinds of things. Oh, oh, oh yeah, and to shop. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, and to eat, because there's a cafe. So, mm -hmm. so Bloom over there in Westville is a wonderful kind of space that morphs into whatever you need it to be, whenever you need it. And 
I will also say that the mocktails are yes. amazing. Like I, I don't, um, I don't drink that much because I'm writing a lot. And um, if you read my writing after two glasses of wine, you would think I was deeply incompetent. <laughs> so, um, but, but the mocktails that they, and I'm forgetting the name of the mixologist, but so good. Like Justin, maybe... although Justin is in and out these days, cause you know, she, it's a great incubator space and everybody <laughs> works there like oh i want to go do something too and they go off and and do stuff and then i spend time down at possible features down there on the corner of edgewood and hotchkiss which is another space i mean i've I've hosted a, a book reading salon there um i mean it's just a wonderful space where people can be creative and talk and do things and oh and read books by people of color i mean yeah. you can do all that kind of stuff kids little kids big kids old kids everybody oh, so that's i love both of those places i i love going i love going there and I, you know bookstores 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 i w- wish there was a you know i would love to, yes. to, to like you know amherst where there's a bookstore every three stores or something like that would make me happy um oh, you know well, yeah i feel like we and you know in in some ways this was a year for books I mean, the, we're also living in a city where literacy is in crisis among our our children. Um, but this this was a good year for books, for bookstores. Um, we also lost John Jesson, the city librarian, yeah. and that mm-hmm. is something that I think a lot of us, myself included, are feeling really deeply. Um, you know, he I think was appointed to to that position around this time in 2019, and so that that feels hard and heavy. Um, but th- but this has been a beautiful year for books. And if you haven't checked out Possible Futures, the space that Lauren Anderson is running over at the corner, it's, is it Elman Beers? Uh, Edgewood. Edgewood. Yeah, sorry. Ed- three, 318 I was Edgewood. really wrong. I was very wrong. But, no, you're um, in the right and, neighborhood. And, <laughs> and, and Steve, and so we have, right, so we have, a, we have a place like that. And, 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 sh- and, and Lauren, I mean, we'll get you, you know, like. She'll hook you up, yeah. She'll get you anything and this but the selection she has is just incredible and the knowledge and the gatherings like babs is talking about the different um events and everything that she's having there as well and then you have somewhere like volume two never ending books where the books are free yes, you can donate great but you can donate to them if you want and you know of course you can always encourage people to do that but mm-hmm. you can go in there and the books are free and then you have new haven reads yeah another place in new haven that's Shout providing one that's providing a wonderful service. You know, I spoke to uh, Fernanda Franco the beginning of this year about- um, Who was an amazing artist. Who, yeah. And again, we bring it back around, who is now, who, you know, she's working there and helping them do wonderful things. That's a wonderful place where, where you can have tutoring and you can get free books. And she's an incredible singer an incredible musician and songwriter. So we have, it's just, New Haven is so multi-layered like that. You have yeah. people doing these great, you know, the people who are helping to run volume two are some, are these phenomenal, some of these phenomenal musicians, writers, artists. Um, it's just, um, I t- like think, you know, I know it, but now and then you talk about it and you bring it out into the ether. And like, now I'm getting like all like cozy and cuddly, like yes. oh, our people, you know, our people. And yes, it's just, yeah. And, and I so... do want to, since I asked both of you this question, I, you know, I, I also do want to amplify, I've, this year has been really joyful in that I've spent a lot of time in schools and with young people Mm. and I just want to amplify the role that teaching artists play because we know that New Haven 
Justin Elliker, if you're listening to this, but you're probably not, right? Our teachers don't make enough in this city. Um, they, they don't make uh, as much as teachers in other cities in Connecticut make either. And the teaching artists that I've seen this year from, you know, T. Montgomery, who's teaching a course in fashion at Cooperative Arts and Humanities High School, to Nikki Claxton, who grew up and knew that she wanted to come back into the classroom as a Black woman and be a dance teacher and also a role model to her students. Um, like they are just doing really transformative work every day. And so arts educators, I, I also just wanna amplify the work that they're doing. And a lot of the performing artists we see, KP, you know this, Babs, you know this, are arts educators. I think about uh -huh. people like Isabella Mendez and uh, yeah. Fabio Lero, who, um, who are teaching artists as well. Yep, um, Nick is as well. And Nick, 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 Nick Maria. Oh, yes. And, and most, like, and Adam Matlock teaches. Adam, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Um, right, like, we had to cut an interview short, uh, I think, a, about a week ago, because he was like, well, I've got, I've got my 12 o'clock lesson coming in. And so it's, you know, um, often these roles overlap. So in our last, I don't know, like 10 to 12 minutes together, depending on how long, Nora Grace Flood, who's behind the controls today, lets us stay on. Um, I want to ask about some things you're excited for in the next year. I mean, so, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's it's not December. The calendar's just playing with me. But um, but 2023 is going to come, whether we want it to or not. And I'm I'm wondering, like, what are you excited for? I mean, I'm like, always excited for the year to turn. Like, I'm always. Uh, uh, listen, because I'm on, I'm aging, and I like it. So, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I look forward to. The, I mean, there's staples that you look forward to. I look forward to what the Arts and Ideas Festival is going to bring us this year. Like, I, I literally look forward to that. I look forward to um, uh, all the concerts. Uh, I look forward to what's going to what's going to happen in Longworth now that we are we've got a we struck up a, a wonderful partnership with Southern and what those productions will look like. I look forward to going to the shoot, but and their season is not over yet. They've got stuff coming. They've already told us what they got coming into the new year, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the smaller venues. I mean, I I I want to spend more time at Cafe Nine. I want to spend more time at all the other places and hear live music. There's nothing for me better than on a on a sorry Tuesday night and go sit in a bar and hear good ass music and drink a good beer. I've been running to the Canon. You know what the Canon has been doing? They've, oh, been, having, yeah. they've been having world-class DJs spin records. I, I can't tell you that's its own art form too. And the Canon sits right there in Dwight, right? Dwight and Chapel. vegan food and vegan And it's vegan. Food. And they have great beer, and it's a it's a it's modeled after an English pub, um, without all the ickiness of an English pub, right? So, I, and I I love it, and so, you know, more of that kind of stuff, more of gathering with people, because mm. now we're now we're outside, right? Like now everybody's like, okay, I could come out now, and so just more opportunities to like see interesting pieces done, see music. I'm interested in what they're doing at Creative Arts Workshop. I love that big window. I love when they have, you know, uh, interesting artwork hanging there. I'm looking forward to see what they do at the neighborhood music school. Those, mm -hmm. you know, we forget those children are so talented. ECA. Have you ever gone to an ECA production? Oh my yes, gosh. They're so yeah, they're talented. So, right. I, right? There, there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just so, so many places that are unconventional. I mean, and you know, also you can always, uh, 
catch stuff at the Yale Divinity School too. Mm -hmm. They do stuff at the Marquand Chapel that most people don't know about. If you want to hear some uplifting music, if you want a little black church, like during the week, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. So it's all these little, these little hidden gems. And I follow Karen Ponzi on Brian Slatery, like, like, yes. like bad, like a bad girlfriend. Cause I want to, cause I, I, they go to all the cool stuff and I'm like, yes. I'm just going to ride on their coattails and go. <laughs> I'm, I will also say, you know, in the in the spring, so it it will be here before we know it, um, even mm -hmm. though the weather is trash today. But um, in, in the spring, like, do not sleep on high school theater. And I know that sounds funny. Yeah, no, it's not. I will say, so I, between, I think this was uh, like within two weeks, I saw Freaky Friday, the musical, which mm -hmm. so I was going into this thinking like, oh, my God, OK, I'm just going to do this. It was so good. It was. I'm not even I'm not lying. There's no, no bone in my body that's like, oh, I has got a drama ass. school and a yeah, and cross. They, all these kids. Yeah, those well, kids are amazing. So the kids at Cross, amazing. And then co-op did Sister Act. And I was like. I was just. I, I, I was worried that I was like inappropriately just like, I don't know, standing up and cheering and clapping because I got so excited to see the kids back on stage. But also it is some of the best theater in New Haven. I'm not not joking. I know you're um, not joking because we've seen some of it. And yeah, and it's amazing what the, the level of talent and commitment that these kids yeah. have to yeah. this art you know, so. Yeah, so, yeah. they want to be heard. They want to be heard. And I think that the thing, you know, I was, I, um, I'm on a, I'm not teaching right now. I'm, you know, still from the surgery. Um, I'm not teaching at ECA right now, but, um, my time at ECA, I was just, you know, I was in the writing program, but yeah. to see all these other departments, anytime we went to any performance, it's always like, and they want to be heard. And, you know, you, you think of it as an artist, you know, I write about artists, but I'm also an artist. You think of it from the artist perspective of being, you know, we were all kind of locked away for a while. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what you found, the people that I talked to during the lockdown, 2020 lockdown, were people who were like, you know, I went back and through songs I didn't forgot about, or I started playing around with this other instrument. And so now we're seeing, we're still seeing uh, the, the I won't say the repercussions, but we're seeing like the we're reaping the benefits of, you know, these new bands coming together, somebody trying a new instrument. Um, again, kids who weren't able to go to Cafe Nine pre-COVID and now they're of age and can't go to Cafe Nine type of thing. Um, so, you know, I, I'll, I'll have something like a show I went to at Best Video where it's like, you know, go slot, which are, you know, three guys who have been in the in the New Haven music scene for years, but just had this band together in the past few years. And then there's Queen Kong, who are three younger performers who are maybe playing like their fourth show, third show ever. And they're both phenomenal. This phenomenal, you know, punk rock, you know, um, infused, amazing, just incredible. And I, it makes me so happy to see people that were always doing it persevere. And then to see the doors open for other new talent coming in. So again, Cafe Nine, State House, they're having these shows with like three, four, sometimes five bands. Yeah. And some people might be like, oh, that's a lot. And, you know, depending on, you know, how long you want to stay out and what you're, you know, what you can do, but also they're, tr they're trying, you know what I mean? They're, they're, uh, we cannot forget that it's, 
that all of these musicians that have lost their tours that have lost a lot of money and maybe can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? So if there are opportunities for these other musicians, visual artists, dancers, I mean, you know, um, Alexis Robbins that I talked to this year, who I know you both know yeah. very yes. well. Those shows that she has put together, you know, and, those, and they're collaborative, right? Like yeah. oh, her and music, yes. and her and something, and I love it. Right. So. Or the art and music, you know, you have mm -hmm. you have you have these different shows now where they're having vendors at the shows or people creating live art, you know, while which is you know has happened here and there, but you see that more now. I want to see that. That's what I'm looking for. I want to. I want 2023. I don't know if it's because three is an odd number. 2023 seems a little sci-fi to me. It sounds like a year in a sci-fi movie. I don't know why. And so to me, my what I'm looking forward to in 2023 is like, is, what's going to be different? What's going to happen next? Like that's Listen, what I'm I turned 60 in 2023. So if that's science fiction, well, I'm here for it. <laughs> that's right. Um, so so I, the last question I want to ask is, you know, what are you bringing with you into the new year um it doesn't have to be arts related and and what are you leaving behind because i i think a lot of artists i've seen you know in addition to this reckoning karen that you talked about and babs that you talked about um in the last sort of two and a half years i've seen artists who are just not willing to put up with bullspit in the same way and i really appreciate especially um especially folks who have sort of been at the margins and been pushed to the margins by venues uh, run by white people for too long. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think what I want to do is focus on just going to as many things as I possibly can. I mean, I, I got some other commitments that I'm taking on uh, educationally, uh, but I, I think I, I and I was thinking about this before. I, I, I think I said this on my show this morning, Lucy, in in relationship to this show. So when next year rolls around, I'll be ready. I'm gonna keep a little journal of all the arts things that I pop up at and just make little notes, like not a dissertation, but just little notes about, you know what, Tuesday night on this day, I was at Cafe Nine and I heard this band. And just keep a running tally of where I've gone and what I've done. Um, because I, I think that's important. I think that's important to me, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, my phone's ringing. I unplugged it, but I guess it didn't. That didn't no, work. Don't apologize. Work. Women apologize I, I, too much. Don't apologize. No, no one's allowed to apologize well, speak, on this so show. So speaking. So speaking of that. So speaking of that. So I, you know, I had surgery this year, and I kind of said, you know what? May, you know, maybe this is. It's kind of like a metaphor as well. Like my spine is fixed, kind of thing. Like I got my spine back, kind of thing. Although yes. I, felt, I think I've always been pretty good about speaking, speaking my you know, my mind, I guess, but I, I also, I'm not a person who wants, I don't want to be angry anymore. And I don't want to fight. If I'm going to be angry and I'm going to fight, I want it to be with purpose. I don't just want to stew in it. Does that make sense? Um, so I want to, you know, I want to tell the stories of people who um, need to be heard if I can. I want to, um, I want to tell my stories, you know, for my own personal art. I want to, um, you know, I read some poetry this week at the open mic and I hadn't been doing that. You know, people say, oh, you know, you're, you're recovering. You have all the time to write and create art. You don't feel like doing that when you're recovering. It, I didn't anyway, maybe other people do. Um, but I want, 
I want to participate as fully as I can. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to go to X number. I want to go to X number of shows, but like Babs, I want to be out there. I want to see what's going on and I want to give, you know, voice and, 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 and face to the people, to other people as well. So the people who've been doing it, but then, but the new people on the scene as well, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of new places. Like I keep my eye out all the time. Now that uh, gather on state street, which yeah. I went to a couple Have you been there? For... I haven't been there. It's I great. There the coffee, the... the coffee is good. The art is good. The politics are good. It's all good. Yeah. So oh, I went there my way. Yeah. I went there co cover a show a couple of weeks ago, which was wonderful. And, you know, now I saw there's another place, the cultured cafe, like on state street that's opening. And, and I saw Brianna and Cliff did something there the other night. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. So it's like, I love that. There's still, I love that the places that we can always count on to have these, these awesome events going on, like cafe nine and state house and, best video and um three sheets the art stuff that sarah's done there all year i know they don't have a lot of music back but the music is it you know they have some stuff coming back some jazz coming back there mm -hmm. the art there it, the art opportunities there incredible um you have the cellar on treadwell which has its own you know vibe down there they have and they have great food there amazing mm -hmm. food there and they have, you know, you want your your metal and your rock and roll and your punk. That's you go there. They got these me amazing metal shows there. So I love that. And then of course the places we've already talked about that are are changing, like the Schubert, Long Wharf. You know, you you want and you the know, symphony. The symphony. What's going to happen with them? What are they doing? And I want, you know, we we're so lucky to have these places that have been there and have adapted and are continuing we, we have to keep we have to still keep our finger on that pulse because it's not if you're on i'm on twitter a lot so i know what's going try to keep up with what's going on out there beside beyond new haven best i can because i don't travel a lot um and i feel like twitter i'm in touch with a lot of uh, follow a lot of artists on there and there, it, it's it's tough it's it's not good for a lot of these people who are touring and are trying to keep things going. And if the people with a lot of money and a lot of access can't do it, you know, how are the local people with not a lot of contacts and not a lot of access do it? So to, pro so hoping that we can keep, we can keep things going locally um, in a way that keeps the music going and the art showing and the, yeah and the feet yeah. moving dance i love dance i'm back to dancing Get dance that is dance. great that, yes i'm looking forward to dancing in 2023 too lucy yes let's do it um well i i want to thank both of you so much for for being here what i am bringing into 2023 is inspiration from both of you to cover more Aww. things i want to cover um also inspiration from both of you to say no more often to people i don't want to cover um no names but you know who you are out there um and so thank you both happy happy holidays happy holidays to you well, I love these happy too. and merry everything thank you thank yes. you for having me on this oh, this thank was you lovely for i love i love this this is the trifecta here wow <laughs> it is and it, well we we miss brian um we did we do we miss brian but i'm okay with like this level of this was fun. estrogen killing it yeah um, so anyway, well, I happy love you holidays, so Mary. Happy Mary. holidays, Mary. Everything. We will see you in 2023. Yes.
Ooh.